0: Welcome to Witch and Goddess. I'm your host, Patty Black. I'm a witch, a teacher, and priestess. Goddess devotion is an essential part of my craft, and many goddesses are my cohorts in magic. Each episode, we explore a different goddess, her lore, and how to connect with her energetically and magically. Welcome back. I know it's been too long. Like you, I'm sure. I've needed to pace myself. I was really wobbly last month, and I knew I needed to get my feet back beneath me. I needed to get centered, and so I've been grounding, gathering my thoughts, and making plans. And an important part of those plans is talking to you all. And if you're interested, sharing my insights about some very specific power we have readily available. Yes, our rage. I am specifically calling on and speaking of our righteous rage, so let me tell you how I define that. Righteous rage is the pure, potent, white-hot anger born of blatant and undeniable abuse and assault. It's not the frustration of fucking up my liquid eyeliner for the fourth time. It's not the hot discontent one might feel when you're cut off by a giant pickup in traffic. Righteous rage is the justifiable and even inevitable, inescapable fury of rising up against clear oppression. It is righteous. It is necessary and important. It is the spark that fuels a movement that burns abusive systems to the ground. Don't let the pure potency of this feeling scare you. Do not be frightened into denying or even squelching this sacred fire. Today I'm going to ask you to trust me as we explore righteous rage and some goddesses who embody it. But first, I want to start with Artemis, who is admittedly not a goddess I associate with the topic of sacred anger or righteous rage. I think of Artemis as a fierce introvert so committed to her own independence that she vowed to remain a virgin, not necessarily sexually pure, but always in ownership of herself. Never to be possessed by a man. She's a huntress, wandering her beloved forests and mountains, and her arrow never misses its target. Fierce, yes, but I wouldn't call her a wrathful or raging goddess. And as I prepare for this episode, she's poking me on the shoulder and reminding me of a message that I channeled from her for a goddess group I was leading several years ago. I'm kind of odd right now, because at the time this came through, it seemed vaguely relevant to current events. But I also thought, well, that's kind of dramatic. In hindsight, that was really naive of me. Today, it's chillingly timely. So here is how I described it in that group immediately after the trance. After evoking Artemis, I hear her say, wild girls. She shows me a circle around which young girls sit. I see their feet and ankles under long Puritan type dresses. They're sitting around a fire lit circle. They wear slippers and they begin to kick and move their feet to a wild beat sort of dancing on this dirt floor and really stirring up a mess. Artemis is telling us, the wild girls, to move, stir it up, make a mess, cause a ruckus. Even in our proper dresses and slippers, she tells us to be disobedient, embrace the wild girl, the wild person inside, stir shit up, don't accept what's happening, don't accept the guidelines or the costumes and constrictive dresses, that have been laid out for you. Come together to stir shit up. Now she shows me the interior of the dark cave, and I see young women with white wings where shoulder pads would be. They are winged warrior girls in red military clothes. And she says, ready the girls for action. I asked Artemis, what tools will the girls use? She answered, brains, intellect, design, planning. She shows me a woman walking in a crowd of normal people, but her head is alight with flames, lit up spiritually, energetically, and Artemis says, some among us are on fire. Though the crowds may be unaware, some of us are lit up, burning, but not consumed, And that was what she shared. Keep this message in mind because we'll circle back later. I covered the Hindu Indian goddess Kali Ma in Season 2. She was born, or created, to destroy demons. And once she had accomplished this, she was out of control, destroying all who she deemed guilty of wrongs. Shiva was able to halt her wild dance of destruction but it's said that one day she will resume her dance, ending the world. Kali rules over matters of night, shadow, judgment, wildness, personal power, regeneration, removing obstacles, liberation, and more. She is the inescapable power of time, order, and chaos. So we've just listed a bunch of themes that are really relevant right now. Areas that you might find yourself leaning into. Especially liberation, personal power, and removing obstacles. One that I have mixed feelings about is judgment. I've spent a lot of time working on being less judgmental. Partly because I've seen my judgment of others as a damaging force in my life. But also because we just accept that judgment is bad. Right? Don't we get shown over and over in well-meaning media that our judgments of others are often overly harsh and even incorrect, that these judgments can be dangerous and damaging. And all of that is true. We absolutely should be inspecting our judgmental natures. But inspecting and observing are not the same as out-and-out rejection. Is there the possibility that some amount of judgment is useful, even necessary? Listen, I'm not saying it's some intentional master plot, I'm also not not saying it, but is it possible that being conditioned to not pass judgment has divorced us from some of our sovereignty, some of our power? We think, well, this person creeps me out, but I guess I shouldn't be judgmental. Or, I don't really want to accept this person's invitation, but everyone says I should keep an open mind. We think, I want to do this hex, but a lot of people think it's better to approach it positively. Or, this situation feels wrong, but who am I to say? That right there is the question. Who are you to say? Who am I to say? To decide, to determine, to judge. The question here is, when are we finally allowed to judge for ourselves? At what point do we get to make the determinations? For our magic, for our bodies, for our governance. Seriously, I'm asking you, when do you feel justified in making a decision that everyone else doesn't agree with? Are you comfortable existing in that tension? The degree to which we allow ourselves to make decisions, to judge situations, to do it anyway, is the degree to which we allow ourselves to claim our own power. There's a lot of talk in the goddess devotion and witchcraft worlds about personal power and sovereignty. And we can do all of the activations and all of the rituals that we want. But if we don't allow ourselves to own some judgments and define our own reality, it's never going to matter. This is how I see judgment connected to personal power. This is where I see sovereignty come into the discussion of using your magic. And we can't talk about judgment without looking at judges. If we didn't already have plenty of proof, now we know for sure that those black robes are not sacred. They are just nasty polyester blends that probably smell pretty musty. The so-called highest judges in the U.S., the ones who are supposed to be so neutral... So far above any bias or personal motivation, they are not fit. They have no more right to make judgments than you and I. Kali Ma calls us to make some fucking judgments. Kali Ma says, you get to say, you get to decide, and you get to act. We're not waiting around for others to decide for us. Not anymore. There is an alchemy, a physical shift, and a tipping point when you grab the gavel and act. When we slam it down and say, no more. Goddess, can you hear the ground rumbling? Feel the electricity in the air? Can you feel the change coming? When we all act on our righteous rage and our judgment. When we summon Kali's untamed dance of destruction. When our dance of judgment shakes the foundations and topples the pillars of supposed authority. When we stomp and dance until the dust rises, blinding and choking those who would make our decisions for us. Yes, righteous rage can get violent. It is dangerous. And still necessary. Do you judge this moment as one of those necessary times? I do. Similar to Kali's creation from the brow of the enraged goddess Durga, the lion-headed Sekhmet, was created as a weapon from the very fire of Ra's eye to destroy the humans he was angry with. In her most famous tale, Sekmet was sent by the sun god Ra to destroy any humans conspiring against him. And when she was finished, Sekmet was thirsty for more destruction and human blood. To prevent her from destroying all of humanity, Ra prepared vast amounts of a mixture of beer and pomegranate juice. And Sekhmet mistook it for the blood she craved and became so drunk that her rampage finally ended. It is said that like Shiva with Kali, Egyptian god Thoth is able to calm an angered Sekhmet. And she earned the epithet Mother of Pharaohs because so many of the Egyptian leaders relied on her protection in battle. And though she was called the one before whom evil trembles, and Mistress of Dread, Sekhmet has always been known as an incredible healer. She's known to appear unsummoned and unexpected in dreams and visions to perform healing acts. And encounters like these should always be met with offerings. While she's infamous for her rage, Sekmet remains a powerful and respected deity, demonstrating that power and nobility are not always pleasant. Can we take Sekmet's cue? And accept that our value does not hinge upon constant love and peace. So Kali is the great destroyer, but also a mother goddess who is the source of all creation. Sekhmet is a warrioress who both destroys and brings healing. And Artemis is both the loving protectress of animals and the discerning huntress who determines which beasts to sacrifice. Creation and destruction One cannot exist without the other. Along with the power to create comes the responsibility of judgment. What is created, and when. Sekhmet and Kali are bringing the fuel, the white-hot rage, and we need it. And Artemis is the cool but fierce hand, steering that rage into a useful and controlled channel. You can use this. So again, I ask, don't let... The potentially untamed power of righteous rage scare you. Don't be frightened into denying or subduing the sacred fire. Instead, channel it. Siphon the heat from the top of that fire and let it feed your motivation. Allow it to propel you to your altar to light the candles, mix the herbs, and anything else you feel compelled to do. Let this fire push your feet to the streets and to the voting booths. All of it. We have to vote. We have to conjure and we have to speak. We must make our voices heard on all planes. Artemis said, ready the girls for action. Are you ready? Watch my Instagram and website for upcoming opportunities to experience monthly rituals with me. And if you value what I'm doing here, please rate and review the show and tell your coven. Follow me on Instagram at witchandgoddesspod or visit my website blackbirdmagic.com. That's magic with the CK.